0: All right. Welcome to another episode of Cyber Patterns. Today we have Alex Banks on. He writes a newsletter called Through the Noise. It cuts through all the BS, all the noise and gets right to the signal on venture capital and startups. Alex and I had a great conversation. I hope you enjoy. All right, Alex, so uh, curious about Through the Noise. Um, you know, not everybody understands what that title means. What is What does that
1: mean? What is the difference between signal and noise? Sure. Well, great question to kick off with Jason. I think, you know, I, I've, I've been writing on Twitter now for nine months, and what became incredibly apparent from just a few weeks online was this abundance of chatter on my newsfeed, right? Some signal others stuff that i probably passed by quite quickly and at least for me what became very very important was being able to filter this you know how 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 could I through the sea of content creators and information online how can I filter this effectively so it was something that was always in the back of my mind Jason since really kicking off back in back in January Um, and then obviously treating Twitter more as a sort of formal partnership going through until, until April, it was really the the impetus for me to go like, right, okay, now's, now's the time to take this a little bit more seriously and build a little bit more of a media entity around it. So Through the Noise was born. And really it does what it says on the tin in the essence of, look, there is this abundance of noise on the internet, some good, others, it could be memes, it could be jokes, but my endeavor was to really give you that high signal um quality uh quality stuff really all, all, all around the subjects of venture capital and startups two topics that I've been voraciously passionate about now for really the, the the last the last few years and since writing on Twitter it's only allowed me to hone that one level further so to speak um so it really now takes two forms one is a newsletter the other is a podcast where I get to speak to incredible founders and funders who are sitting on both sides of the table justin and uh you know that at least from that being able to garner the principles the insights their theses why they're thinking the way they are it just allows not only me but also my audience to be a heck of a lot more informed as to sort of what's going on and how we can all take action
0: got you 100 um, percent. i love the idea of that signal versus noise there's a lot of chatter like you said and so yeah. keeping things like your newsletters are pretty short in a good way, like you cut the BS, you know, just straight, straight the the important stuff. Um. So, so really love that. So you were in venture capital and, and the startup world before, you know, nine months ago, what was, was kind of your background before starting on Twitter, If you, uh, like nine, 10 months ago?
1: Sure. So my background's in traditional finance. So I started off working for a group of high net worth individuals um, based out in Jersey and also London, um, working on sort of later stage uh, private equity transactions there. Um, and then I guess through that, and then coming out of my undergrad, which I did in economics and finance, I sort of spent a, li- a little over a year actually through through, go- through COVID sort of pondering on the, on the fact of, look, what do I really want to get out of this? I know I have a passion for finance, um, it's what I did in my my early degree. Um, I've I've worked in the the sphere for just over a year. How can I sort of take this up one notch? So through all the uncertainty that was surrounding the world at that time, I thought it would be a good idea to apply for a master's degree. And so I did so um, at Imperial, Imperial College London over in the UK, and was lucky enough to have been selected, um, of which I'm, you know, incredibly grateful to have had that opportunity and finished it up um, earlier earlier this year, Jason. And at least from that, you know, starting back in September last year, I was going right. I'm starting this master's degree. Everyone is in the same boat as me. We are all here. We are all competing. We are all wanting to get these high flying corporate jobs, working as analysts, associates in. You know top tier investment banks consulting firms you name it and it was ripe with competition and i thought right okay surely there is some other way to beat or at least ga- gamify this system and get in through the side so um i know alex banian has a, a great book the the third door and really the the essence around this is going look there is this traditional route in life that you can take you can climb the corporate ladder you can work your nine-to-five. You can grind your ass off and you can be very successful doing that. Alternatively, there's this other door that's slightly less talked about and that is the side door, I like to term it, where you get in halfway up the ladder. Now, the way you do that, I think there are numerous tools that you can leverage, Jason, You know, through the through the likes of code, content, where you're leveraging yourself, you're leveraging your platform so that you can stand out from the crowd. You're not just part of a company and you're leveraging that company's brand you're actually building your own brand and leveraging that in turn so i thought look i'm starting this master's degree i'm going to see what this content creating thing is because i know incredible people have done incredible things and have been incredibly successful and i wanted a piece of it i wanted a piece of the pie so i was sort of lurking october november time going man these guys are absolutely crushing it i I really need to properly take the plunge so to speak so late December, January rolled around. I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all in. So I was building my Twitter audience whilst I was doing my master's degree um, over, that, over that last year. And it's been an incredible um, incredible journey to see and at least be part of where obviously full-time education coupled with full-time content creation, um, spinning all these, all these plates at once can get pretty hectic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess a couple of questions um how has twitter kind of changed your your life um i feel like that's a fun question to talk about and then second question uh follow-up i guess how do you want it to continue to change your life like what's the what's the end goal here um long term
1: yeah two really really great questions so the first part to answer how has it changed my life i mean Look, the world is driven by exceptional people. Right? People are the face of change. They are the ones who build the businesses, who are constructing this economic machine that is, that is the society that we have right now and who are imparting huge amounts of change on the world. So being able to meet these people and have conversations with these people like you and I, Jason, are having now is phenomenal. I think the access it gives you is second to none. Right. Where if I were to pursue that traditional finance route and you know works analyst review is then an associate for a few years maybe VP executive director director and so forth it, it that takes time and only maybe in ten years time I would be having these conversations with leading partners at tier one VC funds nine months into writing on Twitter I can do that through my own podcast which is completely wild I mean I just have to pinch myself it, it's, it's completely insane so just. Taking that step back, because the process can often be hugely consuming whilst you're in the game, but taking that step back from time to time going, holy smokes, this is kind of cool, and I'm really, really liking it. So I think the people is probably the, the biggest one, at least how Twitter has benefited and you know hugely complemented my life at the moment. At least to the second part of your question there, Jason, in terms of, look, how am I seeing this continue? How am I seeing this momentum grow? How am I seeing this, this brand develop over time? You know, when I started writing on Twitter, I thought, look, I, I, I was very open-minded. I knew I wanted to write. I knew it was in finance. But where that path lay, I, I was unsure. It was only through writing more that I quickly knew what I didn't like and what I, in turn, then did like. So I just wrote more about that. And that has massively shaped sort of my... My content creation cycle and the parts of writing and speaking and doing that I enjoy doing. now. so where I see that going in the future is just doing more, more of, more of what I love, more of chasing my curiosity. And um, you know, Sahil Bloom obviously talk, talks about this prolifically. You know, chase your curiosity in life. Where you know, whatever sets you on fire, whatever you're passionate about, just do that, and you'll quickly discover if it's sustainable, if you're imparting huge value on the world, or perhaps it's something that you should, you should give it a little bit of a miss and pivot and iterate. So, you know, within the remit of, of startups and and VC, you know, I would love to continue obviously building, building out tribes together, which I know we're going to be coming on to, um, the, the Through the Noise media brand, which I'm incredibly passionate about as well. And seeing where that goes, you know, if I can be or at least if I can create some sort of vehicle where I can help support entrepreneurs who are incredibly passionate and in solving huge, huge problems that are gonna change, 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 ultimately change the world, then you know I would be hugely, hugely grateful for that.
0: Yeah, through the noise capital. I could see that. <laughs> I mean, um,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: The the Packy and what's his name, Mario Gabriel route. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely crushed it.
0: Yeah. Something that I really love going back to the third door, completely agreed. Like I'm a, I dropped out about a year ago from college and now, you know, I'm a ghostwriter for general yeah. partners at, at venture capital firms yeah. and like founders of venture back like, uh, startups and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely mind blowing to me, man. Like I, I had trouble getting a job and now I have too much. And it's just Twitter and hard work, you know? And, um, and really back and also just the people like it's such a meme to say, you know, it's about the friends we made, but it really is like I, my Twitter friends are some of my best friends. And, you know, being in New York now, I hang out with them all the time. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump into Tribe Scaler. I love the name first off um, for what it is. Like, I, I love it. It could have been like, you know, something a little cheesier, like with tweet in it. And I like Tribe Scaler. It's just like what. Um, yeah. It, I, I like the branding first off, um, but for the audience, uh, if you could describe what Tribescaler does, how it works, um, and like the goal uh, and, and what customers would get out of using it.
1: Sure. So I guess from a high level, right? <clears throat> Tribescaler helps you write better hooks in seconds. So we can break down what this means step-by-step um, step for sort of non-native Twitter users as well. So a hook is the most important part of something called a thread. Right, a thread is just a series of tweets where you're almost replying to yourself, and threads have a tendency to do very, very well when you're looking at garnering, um, you know, significant exposure, significant impressions, and bringing more people to to join your audience, so to speak. So, what TribeGather does is it uses AI and it layers that on with really high-performing thread examples to give you these hook generations that will then allow you to get more impressions, convert more customers, and ultimately make more money. That's really the game. So where we see this going, you know, it, it, there is an assortment of avenues with respect to AI content creation, which is absolutely the, uh, the avenue that we, that we see taking. Um, incredibly, incredibly exciting stuff. But I guess to give you a little bit more color on the background, right? Where did this idea come from? How did we see this problem and build a solution around it? Um, would love to just that, highlight that for, for one second, Jason. So I met an incredible individual called Alexander uh, Leervaag, I hope I got that pronunciation right, uh, back, in, back in late December of 2021. And um, Alexander and I, man, we, we just got on like a house on fire. So he has incredible expertise within the, within the domain of AI, um, machine learning, data, and you know it was very apparent that you know we, we clicked immediately and both of us shared this real curiosity for what made the original gangsters of twitter blow up right you know, we, we were seeing them get 5k likes 10k likes 50k likes and him and i was we're almost observing from the sidelines, going how on earth is this possible right you know, i want it in whatever secret source they're using i need to be part of it <laughs> so january came around and i actually found this really cool tweet by magdalena Carla. i'm not sure if you if, if you follow her on twitter jason but the tweet goes something like effective data analysis and storytelling is the most powerful combo in the world of business Right, and those two skills. If you have both of those skills, that underpins, you know, raising money, attracting talent, building other products, the marketing, everything. And if you can find that marriage of those two skills, then you'll do very, very well. What I found with Alexander is he had, you know, data analysis nailed to a tee. He was an exceptional software engineer, um, you know, very, very adept in the world of AI, and so. There's a, there's a siren. I'll let you cut that bit out there if you want to make a note. I'll start again. So at least in the world of AI and software development. So when we, when we saw this marriage of, look, content creation, which I was trying my hand at, and his data analysis expertise, this already had the foundation of a pretty cool partnership. So I started then creating content quite prolifically from January. Um, January rolled around February ro- rolled around and I was lucky enough to have a little bit of traction on Twitter I got something like uh, 20 or twenty-five thousand um, followers in the space of just 30 days which is just mind-blowing in my head with respect to um, the the threads that I was writing Jason but specifically what we noticed is that the best content doesn't get read the best hooks get read and uh, as soon as I made that click in my head of going, look, we write this thread, the real way to capture their attention is to nail the hook. The hook is the first few lines that you see that will grab their attention. If you do it well, you'll win. If you don't, your content will just sit in the dark. The wombo combo is writing great hook and great content. If you can do that, you will build a deep, trusted audience of individuals who know and like you. So at least the essence of Tribe Tribescaler evolved from that right? And that is where the first iteration developed from. It was us setting out, building this AI tool that helped you. And it was almost your personal collaborator, right? This personal writing assistant that you can use, you can jazz with, and it lets you reach an outcome far quicker and to a better extent than if you were to go about it alone. So, in essence, at Tribescale, you know, we do the heavy lifting for you, but you add your flair, you know, you add your Jason flair, I add my Alex flair, my through the noise flair, and it, it, it essentially lets you reach that reach that start line much quicker. So that's the essence, and yeah, we've had an excellent response so far, you know, truly, truly grateful for all of the early supporters that have, that have come on board and uh, embarking on this community building project.
0: Yeah, 100%. I signed up earlier, actually. Um, I was like getting ready for the podcast, uh, just talking about, you know, through the noise, but then researching and reading, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun to talk about. Um, No, it's, uh, I don't know if you know Austin Schlesinger, um, but great guy. uh, And he, I had him on my podcast like five months ago and he always was going viral with his health tweets and, you know, stories about, uh, different companies so I was like how do you do this man it's like double down on the amount of time you're spending whatever time you're spending double it and <laughs> and focus on the hook like yeah. you know spend two three hours maybe even one mm-hmm. or one two hours on the hook and so the next day my first thread went viral because oh, yeah. you know yeah it was it was very cool to see that happen and I spent so much more time I was like oh like they're just out hustling me at the end of the day. Like they're they're <laughs> like these yeah. guys are, are just outworking me. And so you know, over the span of the next few months, I built up my audience. You know, gained eight k after after nice. that, and it's it's been really cool, man. Like I've been kind of resting on the threads and just doing so much ghost writing, yeah. uh, which has been fun. Trying to find the balance of like building up others' uh, audiences <laughs> in my own, uh, okay. which is always fun. But this is no, it's really cool to see that you know, the hook is the hardest part to do it, you know, clear, punchy in a good way, you know, clear, succinct. Um, and it's cool to see that there's somebody focusing on that. And I feel like there's so many avenues you could explore past Twitter with this even uh, in the future, just because hooks are, you know, hooks are crucial for everything, uh, whether it's, you know, ad writing or, or LinkedIn writing or whatever, it's, you know, the hook is key. So, yeah, um, yeah. It's exciting. So, speaking of, uh, you know, noise versus signal, mm. who are some of your favorite? Uh, it could be Twitter accounts, authors. Like, what what do you like to read? What what content do you like to consume?
1: Mm. Mm. Really, really great question. So, there are two books that I pick up um, time and time again that have been foundational in how I shape my thinking today, Jason. Um, one is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. The other. Is the Almanac of Navarre Over Camp by uh, Eric Jorgensen. Um, both of these books, whilst you know, quite different, <laughs> you know, separated by thousands and thousands of years. You know, a very early early century philosopher versus a uh, what well, I guess a, a late century philosopher, if you want to sort of term it term it in that in that frame. Um, but no, both I think the the principles and the concepts you know are super super applicable to. How you live your life and the value you derive from it to extract enormous amounts of meaning. Um, so those would be the really the two books that I see myself returning to again and again and again. Um, in terms of you know the content that I'm consuming to sort of nail my own my own content diet. I mean the individuals that that are on Twitter right now. I am truly 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 blessed to have come into contact with you know. Um, my first podcast guest that I had, uh, an individual called Dave Klein, the ex-COO over at Bridgewater Associates. He does some exceptional writing on uh, on, on on leadership, um, going from intention to action, all sorts team building. I think his his writing's m- incredible as well. If you if you, if you want SEO backlinks, um, Barrett O'Neill is your guy. Um, I know um, Sheila Gonzalez, who's uh, who's also a, a copywriter. Um, she, well, her and I actually shared a Twitter space back in the day. We ran that for a couple of months um, from Puerto Rico. Incredible, incredible lady. Um, Magdalena Carla, who I also also mentioned. Um, man, the, the list really does go on. And I think what's what's so wonderful now is with Twitter, you know, you can totally, totally tailor your content diet how you see fit, right? Whether that be limiting the number of people you follow versus using Twitter lists, um, it, it really allows you to sort of bucket them into different interests that you might have and then use, use those buckets as you, as you see fit and to at least inform then the content that you're creating. You know, I, I, I think that um, there's that e- excellent quote where it's like, um, good artists steal, no, good artists copy, great artists steal. And I'm a massive, massive believer, right? If, if you see something that, that resonates, you know, use it as that nexus of inspiration and then layer on your own character and persona and you'll have an excellent story to tell.
0: Yeah, 100%. I wrote an article a while back called Content Kleptomaniacs. Yeah, Uh, just all focused on that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Also, I just uh, recommended you on Beehive. Super cool. Um, Amazing.
1: I'll have to return the favor, Jason. I love That, that new feature.
0: Yeah, incredible. And then Beehive just added like ad sponsors. They are just incredible like these guys ship so hard it's yeah. it's wild um so that was all really all the main questions i had for you uh this was this was awesome really enjoyed the conversation um if if there's anything i could do like any introductions or, or whatever um i'm always happy to or yeah help in any literally any way so appreciate it man
1: no this has been really really great um how long are they usually
0: um yeah they're usually i'm just going to stop recording